Welcome back, everyone, to our series of um, talks on the EU retail investment strategy. I'm Catherine Weeks, and I'm joined today by Oren Bokma, one of my colleagues from our Dutch office. Oren and I are going to talk marketing comms. So you will know if you've listened to the outset of our podcast series that there is a range of topics which the Commissioner is seeking to address through the retail investment strategy. And there is one sleeve of their changes, particularly focusing on marketing communications. Um, Oren, you and I have spoken earlier about the proposed changes. Do you want to give us a little flavour as to, to why the Commission has focused on yeah. marketing comms? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I think yeah, since sort of the introduction of MIFIDs in 2018, so that's MIFID 2, I think there have been quite a lot of developments in how firms sort of advertise their products and their services. Um, we've seen much more use of social media, for instance, uh, or influencers uh, being used to sort of place products on behalf of uh, investment firms. And I think that's those developments have led to this proposal, um, whereby the European legislator, I guess, found it appropriate to introduce more requirements for marketing communications and practices to uh, to further address this. Um, and in particular, I think they're they're seeking to clarify what it means um, to be fair, clear, and not misleading in this in this particular context, which is, of course, the sort of the key requirements for marketing communications. Yeah, I think we do see that continuing to be the main trend, but it feels, it seems that you're right that the regulators have decided they're going to give a bit of a guiding hand on firms as to what they expect. And I think you're also right, the digital communication means has been explicitly, you know, um, drawn out here. But just that they're setting the scene for listeners, the types of firms which are at the focus of the regulators gaze through these legis this legislative proposals it's not all of the firms is that fair yeah no definitely i think most of the changes uh, regards uh, mifid and idd firms um can partly be explained because uh afms and use its manco sort of had their piece of share uh already lost or was it two years ago with the cbdf um coming into force so they already had some additional requirements around uh, marketing communication. So for now, uh, this proposal mainly regards MIFID and IDD firms. Yeah, yeah I think that, yeah, that's uh, that's what I got as well when I was, I was reading it. Um, they're certainly drawing out specific practices there. I mean, in terms of what like what they're seeking to do, um, just to kind of give listeners a bit of an overview, I think in terms of like practices or what are they looking to achieve from it? What would you suggest what firms should be thinking about? Yeah, so one of the things we see introduced is um, firms uh, being required to have a clear policy on marketing communication practices. And of course, many firms will already have those those procedures and those policies in place, but now it's going to be a specific legal requirement. So firms are going to have to make a bit of an analysis to see whether that complies with with the what the European legislator has in mind. Um, and this policy is going to have to be overseen by the management board. Um, so this will include um, sort of annual reports to the management board on the use of marketing communications and practices, uh, compliance with all the relevant obligations, et cetera. And one of the things as well is that um, firms are going to have to um, keep very detailed records of all their marketing communications. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, this is going to be a, a, a massive administrative burden for firms. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think a lot of firms, as you said, already have marketing policies in place, but if you need, they'll need to kick the tires on these a little bit. And they'll also be regular reports on distributions to the board. But, you know, my kind of... I, Potentially, they may well be um, more focused on the commercialities of the distributions yeah, as opposed right. to the regulatory um, regulatory adherence. So now it's really going to have to be an annual confirmation on these um, on the practices and compliance with rules. And I think you're right as well on that record keeping. I was looking at it, and actually, you'll have to be able to draw back out every piece of marketing calm who's proved it, when it's used, for how long. You know, there's quite a lot of oversight and records are going to have to be maintained i know and i we know the inner boat workings of certain firms and lots will already be there but i think you're right there is going to be an uplift coming here and people produce huge amounts of collateral and of course one of the things i noticed there is a definition of marketing comms and it's quite broad so for firms it will be a big sweep of of um of um work that will have to be done and maintained so that's a bit of the kind of management and oversight and the administrative oversight around marketing comms. Is there anything around actually the content? Is there any focus on that? Because that's actually going to shift. What, are they going to try and control what people are saying? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, there's going to be quite specific rules on, on sort of the presentation of the characteristics of the products and services that are being marketed. Um, and also the conditions with which marketing communications and practice should comply to be fair, clear, and not misleading are going to be pretty detailed. Um, currently, it's not very clear um, what these requirements are going to be exactly because most of these will uh, have to be detailed in uh, delegated regulations that will have to be um, issued by the commission. Um, but we're definitely going to see more there. And I think one of the uh, one other items are the um, sort of the risk warnings. Uh, yeah. You know, prescribed uh, language or warnings for particularly risky products. And they're, yeah, we they're have, going we're going to come out, aren't they? They're going to tell us what those are. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's not entirely clear what a particularly risky product is at the moment. So we're going to have to wait for ESMA um, guidelines on that. And then further, yeah, further prescriptions on the context, on the contents of those uh, marketing communications for those products will also have to be detailed further. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because the UK, the FCA moved on this just from a UK perspective. They moved on that at the end of last year. That was 2022 and early 2023. They brought out what they, you know, a somewhat equivalent high-risky investments, and they're very prescribed risk warnings now that have to be used. I mean, it's a it's a box. It's prescribed text and content, and maybe you know, I think firms might be a bit surprised at what a high-risk investment will be. And as you said, ESMA, I think within a year, are going to issue guidelines as to what that is. So firms are going to have to, you know, assess their product sets. And if they fall in, use these these risky um, risky investments or these warnings on these yeah, perceived high-risk investments. Aaron, if I'm, listen, if I'm sitting in a firm and I'm listening in, um, is it, can I, and I'm dealing only with at the top tier of the kind of investment market professionals only, can I just walk away and say nothing to see here? Um, no, unfortunately oh. not. Um, there's definitely some components of these rules that are specifically aimed at um, retail investors, um, but not all of them are just, you know, uh, only specifically for retail investors. So there's going to be also, if you're only dealing with, with your professional clients, there are going to be things in here that you will want to 
take account of. Um, I thought that would be, I was looking through quickly myself and I could see that there were some certain specific areas drawn out for retails, but otherwise it's quite silent, which will cover retail clients. Um, and another area, and we were just chatting beforehand, that was quite interesting. There is specific additional supervisory powers being introduced. I think they're like really drawing out these supervisory powers who are to allow suspension or prohibit or to prohibit marketing for a year if there's lack of compliance. And also new powers when there's a perception that people are missing risk warnings. So I think that kind of gives a flavour to people about how focused they um, the commission is and more broadly around people's use of marketing comms. And as you said at the outset, I think they are, you know, there's been extreme examples of certainly influencers and social media kind of pulling people into quite high risky investments. I mean, lots of our Clients that will be listening there we might not operate in that market, but I think that is the perception that actually people are, um, you know, very aggressive with their marketing tactics. And I think the regulators are coming in to look to try and control that. Um, there's just one last piece I thought was interesting. Um, I don't know if you were reading this, is there is a section on financial education. I think it's a new article 88. They're introducing this concept that actually you can educate people and that's not a marketing comm. So I think they are kind of trying to strike that balance, aren't they, between actually allowing people to try and deliver some kind of education out to people to explain and encourage people to be interested, but yet to draw a line on that marketing piece. Yeah. Yeah. So lots to come on this. I think we were mentioning earlier, we're going to try and do some deep dive session, deep dive um, written narratives for people so that they can take them away and, um, and have them internally. But let's, there seems to be a lot of delegated acts as my guidelines coming on this. So I think we're going to, you and I will be talking about this for some time ahead. Well, thanks um, so much, Oren. I hope people found that useful. Um, and as mentioned, there will be a series um, on all of various aspects of the RAS. So do please listen in.